Welcome back to the I Drink From Skulls podcast. It's your host, Matt Smith. And with me today, I have a very special guest. He's the legend from Lighthouse Point, the money slinger from Millionaire Mile. He's ferocious. He's a family man. He can also sing a little bit. Mr. Chris Scoville, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. <laughs> nice, nice, Matt. Did you like that intro? I felt like I built that up nicely for you. What up? I, I'm like, I've been on a lot of podcasts, but I've never been introed like that. Okay, folks, thanks for stopping by and have a good night. <laughs> like, what the hell? Go out on a win. I like it. You and, I, you and I were just warming up for this thing, saying our hellos, and it was just kind of nice and chill. This is really nice guy from Australia, and this and that, and then boom, he introduces me, and I'm like, fuck, do I got to go fight someone? <laughs> it is the I Drink From Skulls podcast, and that's why it we is. have you here today. <laughs> Love it, man. That's great. <laughs> Shit, when you say goodbye to me at the end of this thing, let's do the outro the same thing. Yeah, how am I going to up that? Anyway, I'll figure that out as we go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> ah, let's go. I drink from skulls. Drink from the skulls of my enemies. So, my man, who is Mr. Chris Scoville for our viewers and subscribers? Oh, man. It's a loaded question. I think we have about a half an hour, so I'll keep it short. Man, I'm just, I'm, I'm a regular guy. Um. 53, got two great dogs and a wonderful wife, a daughter and a granddaughter and a super family that I love so much. Um, been in the industry, in the trades here for a really freaking long time. So I just turned 53 last week Congrats. and I was doing tie beams. Uh, thank you. Cheers. And I was doing tie beams when I was 19 here in South Florida. I started building, building homes um, when I got out of college. Um, so I've been in the trades for a long time. Matter of fact, I've been in the financing side of home improvement, commercial, residential, all that cool stuff. Damn near over 26 years now. Damn. So I think that's why people come to me and they're like, hey, man, I want to kick it and talk to somebody about financing. And I might be the guy that can help them. I might not be able to be the guy that can help them. But it's nice to be the source that someone can go to and shoot the shit with to say, hey, man, here's what I'm facing. Can you help me or do you know somebody that can help me type of thing? So I've developed a bit of a, a bit of a following there on the financing side for sure, man. Absolutely. Professionally, the senior vice president of a local, no, and actually the fifth largest bank in the United States of America now. We're like $655 billion in assets. Damn. So I'm a senior vice president of business development for a finance company. And I also own a little software company that's got about, we're at about 13,000 members now. Damn. That's awesome. So I say little, I say little humbly that we have about 13,000 members on our software platform now. So yeah, man, things are good. I'm loving life. What can I say? I've got a Viking axe behind me yes. and I have my own skull. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> you that's weren't ready beautiful. for that, huh? Yeah, this is a gorgeous. <laughs> She's a yeah, this is my <laughs> this is my skull from one of the one of the many, many trips that I've taken out of the country. So. I love it. We all drink from skulls around here. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. just, anyway. just on that, um, number one, can I get a draw? Six, $655 billion in the bank. Let's get a few dollars out to the people. But more importantly, you would have the inside scoop on money and, and things that are 2023. There's big talk of collapse and financial distress and things like that. What's, what's the real words from the guys who actually know stuff? Well, without disclosing too much, it's hard not to know a lot. I know a lot. Yeah. And I want to be as, as, have as much privacy to this as possible, yet still speak to it with you here today. I'm not an economist. I'm not you know, a guy that 
has got his PhD in, in economics. I think that we could all read between the lines. There's a lot of things happening. I think that let's just keep it specific to home improvement. Yeah. You know, this is who our, our, our people are, right? So first of all, the feds have obviously had a whole bunch of rising of rates last year. Um, they just had a quarter quarter this year, this week. So it's clear to say that this inflation thing is not fixed. No. The feds will keep increasing that until it slows down. Ain't nobody slowing down nothing. Inflation is through the roof. Hell, I went to go buy Twizzlers. I like Twizzlers. You know the candy? They make your mouth happy. And I used to go to, <laughs> used to, go to Walgreens to get them. And <laughs> I it was like two for, you know, Twizzlers, it's like licorice, right? So I go and I get the two. I'd get black and I'd get red and it'd be two for five bucks. I went to go buy one today and it was four seventy nine for one pack. Damn. So inflation is out of out of the world right now. Yeah. From a lending perspective, I think that there's going to be a big shakeup this year. Um, not speaking again in specifics to it, but I think that there might be some mergers. I think some people that were in the solar space primarily may not want to survive this or may not be able to survive yeah. it, right? Because the cost of money costs money. So I was explaining to someone earlier, money costs money. So the bank has to buy the money and then the bank, the bank has to sell the money and lend the money. And then the bank gets that money back and then they have to sell it again on Wall Street. Yeah. So when you start chasing all the people that have to buy this money and if the money costs more, the interest rates are up and it affects everything downhill. Yeah. Put that on top of inflation and now we got all these tech layoffs. And now that we're seeing like defaults on Apple credit cards, dude, Apple credit cards, defaults like Goldman Sachs was, you can Google yeah. it. Like it's crazy. People are defaulting on their $29 a month credit cards right now. Oh. And then you got the White House saying, hey, we're looking to get rid of all these little fees. The right, if you could put all these little things that I'm dropping down, the writing's on the wall. Yeah. Contractors need to offer affordability and payment options now for consumers on the products they're selling. The end result is contractors need to offer financing, whether it's through me or anybody else, because people aren't going to want to reach into their 401ks and their savings accounts to pay for these retail products that they want. This bottom, kind of the bottom line out of this is a takeaway. Yeah, that makes sense. I've spoken to a few, you know, a few Big players, good friends that were that thrived in the crisis back in two thousand and eight, and they gave me a bit of game for you know things like this. But I'd love to hear your perspective. What do you see as the biggest challenge contractors are experiencing right now, or like what can they do differently to survive this thing that could happen? I like the idea, and I think that you may agree with this. You're very good at what you do as far as helping these guys, and I don't like to say leads because I don't like. When I say, when I hear people talk about leads, it makes me think it's this commodity that you can buy off the shelf. And, oh, there's your lead and you put it in your back pocket. I think it's super important right now for contractors to dial in to a specific area. I call it the Truman bubble marketing effect. Dial in to a specific area, whether you're running your, you guys run like social areas and zip codes and that. Get really, really good within a bubble. Own the bubble, dominate the bubble, be the bubble, like be the one contractor in that specific area that is sought after. Yeah. Neighbors, the people from work, the people from church, the referral partners, the people from school all talk about you because you're so good at dominating 33441 zip code area. 
you're geofencing, you're running ads with you, you're door knocking, you're, you're postcarding, you're, you're visiting, you're doing the five by five by 10 method. You're using all these cool tools to get, you're putting yard signs out there. You're there for the day of install. You're doing the walkthrough at the end. You're having the interview and getting the survey and getting the feedback on the install. You're asking for the five-star reviews. I think contractors right now should dial in and get really good inside of bubbles. Mm. And then once they've completely dominated one, they can re- repeat that in three, three, four, four, two. That's right. You know, so I think that, that that might be something good that contractors can start to think more of is like, we all, and I made this mistake so many times with my software companies, like I can do so many different things instead of going, nope, we're really good at this one thing right here. We're building these custom landing pages, right? And and let's let's send the SEO and the website and the guys that are good at social media ads outside. And that's what we did. Yeah. And when we started to realize, man, we're really good at this one thing. And then we farm out stuff to you guys that are good at what you do. It makes my life a lot better. I look like a rock star because I don't do everything. And I'm not great at everything, but I do know exactly what I'm good at. Contractors can do the same thing with their business within a zip code. Get really, really good and dialed in with one specific area. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of the big takeaway there. If you focus on everything, you normally get nothing. Yeah. I had a client yesterday call me, man. He's like, dude, I can't find my listing. I'm like, neither can I. He's like, well, it's your software. I said, yeah, you have like 16 things you checked that you install. I said, I I look at the name of your company. I don't even know what you do. Mm. I said, what are you really good at? We had a good conversation. He's like, I'm really good at doing custom kitchens and flooring. I go, cool, man. That your freaking business then. That's it. And change the name of your title of your company. Holy cow. No one, I couldn't find him on my own software that I built because he had everything checked off. Painting, electrical, plumbing, flooring, kitchens, baths, roofs, soffits. I was like, what the hell, dude? How do you even explain that to somebody when you go into their home? Yeah. And it was a good conversation. I think he walked away going, you know what? I need to make some changes in my business and get dialed in. So, yeah, man, it, it's uh, we all suffer from it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good sure. learning experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And I see that too. We do a lot of deep dives and audits and check out a lot of people's uh, assets and, and look at their brands. And when I come up with something for someone or for our own brands, I love to say, exactly what they do like we have a brand that's like hail emergency experts or your local roofing expert with their name and it works really really well because it says exactly what they do and who they are um so that's some some big advice for anyone who's watching or listening along i couldn't find them yeah and i think like evolve uh, consulting that's just something i've made up but like i've seen some things like that for contractors people won't know what you do they'll move on very quickly yeah b9 construction yeah Benign, benign what? Yeah. Like, dude, some of these, some of these uh, branding names that they've used are like, send you on a, you know, general construction. Wow. General. That's a good yeah. term. General contractor. Great. General at what? So do we, we could do a podcast just on this topic yeah. alone talking about branding properly. Holy cow. Where if it was me, I'd be like Alpharetta kitchen and bath, like says where you are, yeah. what you do. And then they'll what look the- at your stuff. And they'll know that you do those other types of services well, and trades. Do you see you said Alpharetta? Does Alpharetta is in Georgia, right? Yeah, I just pick somewhere randomly. So that's brilliant. And I think, and again, you're like an SEO expert probably. That also helps them with their online relevance, correct? It does, yeah. Because 
it tells the Google machine where they are, where they're located, and what they do. Little hack for people right there. Simple stuff, yeah. baby. The other thing I, I always ask when I do a consult is, do they offer financing? For, for me personally, because we, we have an advertising business, it's very attractive to be able to run a financing ad when you can help someone get a new roof, siding gutters, whatever it is, any sort of home sort of service at a, a, an affordable monthly price. And it, the, the response is interesting. Most have it, but they're either not using it or they don't know what they have. So I always recommend they talk to you. Some do, some don't. But I wanted to get your feedback on that. Like, is that something you see people being able to to sort of survive this apocalypse if it does happen? 100%. Put it this way. I'm going to turn around and look up at my Blackboard. I have nine speaking engagements um, between now and the end of March. And I have got presentations at all of these. And I'm talking about Beacon Supply, Owens Corning University, Accelerate 2023, different assets, whether it goes in and on or around it, I can finance it all. My topic is leading with that conversation specifically that you have to provide affordability payment options now or else you won't survive. Now, there will be an argument here that the restoration storm guys go, oh, I fucking do insurance, man. I don't need to offer financing. However, I will, I will argument back on this on a counterpoint. Why not? Right? Because let's face it, Texas, Florida, and all these other states that have high deductibles now, and someone's playing 5 to 10 freaking percent of the policy. Yeah. Why not finance that alone? Well, what do you mean, Chris? You can finance a deductible? Absolutely. My minimum where I work is 500 bucks. Yeah. What if somebody doesn't have $1,200 laying around and they don't want to put on a credit card at 25%, but you can finance 15, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, $10,000 over X period of time to make the payment comfortable for them to get to a faster yes with no prepayment penalty and no dealer fee. Yeah. Like it's a no brainer. Uh, so, so if a contractor walks into the home, and I like that this is good. You went, This is a great question. I bought this house a couple years ago. We've got mosquitoes because I'm in Florida. So I get this freaking beautiful six by nine huge mosquito repellent SWAT company, right? He sold the company, by the way, which is, I just found this out last week. And I'm like, dude, we got to get this guy over here and have him pitch us. So he comes over, he's in the back and he's pitching us. Oh, we're going to put these sprayers up and it's $5,000. I was like, What? I was like, $5,000? Like, I don't have that money. I just bought this house, emptied my 401k, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I look at my wife. I'm like, no, we'll get bit by some mosquitoes and we'll freaking deal with it, right? So the guy leaves and I look at my wife and I go, that guy might have had a sale. And she goes, what do you mean? I go, if he would have said at the end of the presentation, $5,000 if you want to pay cash or a check, or it's $36.75 per month with no prepayment penalty. Could we have afforded $36 per month? Yeah. Do I care how long the term is? No, because maybe in my mind, just a little bit over a dollar a day is enough for me not to get bit by bugs yeah. in my backyard. He lost the sale. He didn't offer me finance options. And maybe I would have said yes if he said, hey, we've got 12 months, same as cash. Or if you'd like a low monthly payment of $36 per month, you can have this system without even saying fucking $5,000. $5,000 stopped my heart. Yeah. But if he had presented the sale going, hey, look, 
Six months, same as cash, no interest, no payments, or 36 bucks per month. Which do you prefer? Yeah. And they need to shut up. I might not have said, well, how much does the system cost? I would have been, I would have gone, dude, 36 bucks a month? Here. Yeah. Take my money. Yes. So to get back to it, I know I circled, but I think contractors need to hear the story. Absolutely. They can do that with this. And then you as a professional advertiser can attract because the attractive character in the room is always affordability and payment options and no interest and 100% financing. And the ads to drive them into your sales funnel or however you're capturing leads and relationships. And then it's simple just to have the contractors learn how to present it at the point of sale, which is literally not rocket science. It's, hey, do you want 12 months same as cash or $79 per month better for you and Mrs. Smith? Yeah. And then the, then the contractor just shuts up and they go, well, we're actually going to pay by credit card because we want the sky miles. Great. We accept credit cards too. Boom. Little clothes he could have worked on. You can be the, for thirty six ninety five a month, you can be the man that keeps your wife safe and secure. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I mean, the guy missed the sale. Yeah. He could have had the sale with me. Turns out we don't really have that bad of a mosquito problem anyway because <laughs> we don't go out we don't go outside in the summer. So. <laughs> anyway, yeah, man, financing is, it's the F word. Yeah. Um, you know, contractors are scared of it for some weird reason. And it's the old, I don't know it. Well, spend a couple minutes on the phone with me, man. You'll know yeah. it. Like, it's that simple. At least so. you can make a good decision about it with the right information. Look at how we buy right now, man. Yeah. We go into, I'm not sure if you have Best Buy in Australia, but it's a computer store here. We go in to buy a new Apple computer or a stereo, whatever people are buying nowadays. We have a buying decision. And if we see that big damn yellow and blue sign that says 36 months, no interest, my buying decision might have been two grand. But when I see that I can extend the payments out for 36 months with no interest, my buying decision might go to 10 grand. Yeah. It's the same thing in home improvement. The buying decision goes out the freaking window when you make shit affordable because that $5,000 project can turn into a $12,000 project with upgraded A, B, and C, good, better, and best, just by making it affordable and presenting it. Yeah. People need options in 2023. Yeah, man. All these trainings I'm doing, they're all leading with the same shit. People are not going to be reaching into their bank accounts right now because money is tight and they don't, they don't, nobody knows where, what things are going to happen right now. So they want to keep their money where they want to have their money right now. That makes sense. And if we break that down a step further, there are things in the home improvement space that people genuinely need. They don't just want it. Like for example, a roof, they, they might have leaks. They might need to get things done. So if you've got that affordable payment structure, um, they might have a 25 year old roof and they don't qualify to get one through insurance, but they need it. So if you can secure that, like secure it as an investment for them for whatever it is, 100, 150 bucks a month, even if they did lose their job, as long as they can make that, they'll, they'll be able to get what they need. So, Yeah, man. A lot of people are in that exact, I was in that position. Yeah. I've got a beautiful barrel tile roof and I've got a low slope on the back and my insurance company, fuck, dude, I'm that guy. They sent me a letter last year and said, you need to replace your roof or we're not covering you anymore. Yeah. What? I haven't had a hurricane over here in a while, knock on wood. So it's not like I could, you know, claim hurricane damage. It was just age of roof and it was starting to bubble up and the granules are coming off. So I had to put a $10,000 low slope Conklin system on the back portion. Yeah. I paid, I paid cash because I had some cash laying around. But man, a lot of people like writing a $10,000 check on a grudge purchase hurts. Yeah. Air conditioning systems that break, 
is a grudge purchase. A roof is a grudge purchase. If you can't drive it around town, eat it or fuck it, it's a grudge <laughs> purchase. I love that. Sorry, you may you may have to edit that. No, I like it. I think it, it needs that that could be the, the main focus. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's true. Yeah. It's a now you know what a grudge <laughs> this is great. Do you know what a grudge purchase isn't? Beautiful floors, a remodel, something that exponentially increases the value of your home, a new kitchen, new bathrooms. That's right. Like that's the shit that you invite people over to go, look what we did. Yeah. Nobody invites their friends over and says, Hey, let's hop up on the roof and look at my new shingles. <laughs> what? Well, in my neighborhood they do because there's some beautiful metal roofs and they come over and have roof parties. But nobody takes anybody out to the air conditioner or the condenser and says, Look at that puppy, John. You know? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Dude, grudge purchase. And then there's the sexy purchase, yeah. right? There's the two different types of things that you're putting in a home. Nobody's bragging about their septic system. <laughs> I love that. Dude, come on over. Look at my new shitter. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> let's do, uh, let's have a little fun. We're already having fun. Let's have some more. I'm going to do some word association. I'm just going to yell some things at you and just tell me what pops into your mind straight away. Roofing. Two thi- one one word? What's coming to my mind? Just hit me with it. Whatever it is. Industry, industry is starting to come together. Nice. Finance. You got to have it if you want to survive. Business. Systems and processes. Facebook ads. Don't know anything about them and I refer them to you. Just put a little flex in there for me. I mean, dude. <laughs> and blue pages. Growing so fast, it's hard for me as the founder to catch up with it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. It, dude, it's growing. It's insane. We've got investors looking at the damn thing now, man. So, no, no, it could be an interesting 2023. Absolutely. Let's dig in a bit further on that. Tell, tell us more about Blue Pages. I've seen it since you, yeah. since you founded it ah, and built yeah, it. I'd love to know more. Yeah. So, it started as the field of dreams. It's weird. Like, do you remember the old R4 method? You and I were in Apex together, I think, back in the day. Yeah. Breakthrough Academy. Yeah. So, you know, I was part of that group and... I got this idea to build this thing called R4 Method, which was reviews, referrals, rewards, and retention. Because I just believe in that so much. Like, it's so important after the sale. Like, what takes place after the sale? So I built that whole automation thing. And then my developer, my partner, and I were like, well, how are we going to get people to buy this fucking thing? Right? And I go, well, how about we build the field of dreams? And then we invite these people into the field and then we can just say, hey, man, you know, you're on this platform over here on the Field of Dreams, and we built this thing called R4 Method. We'd love to introduce it to you. So we built the, the Contractor Blue Pages is what it was first called. And then we got into it, and people were like, oh, this is awesome. And then it was like, holy shit, just kept building and building. And then it became the actual business. So two years ago, I looked at Alex, and I'm like, dude, we're, we're in the wrong business. He's like, what do you mean? I go, well, our four method is cool and it's great. We can incorporate that really in anything, but look at that over there. All these members are coming onto our field, which was, you know, the, the organic directory where we're building custom landing pages. So that actually ended up turning something that we didn't think was our business was just something that we're building to bring value ended up actually being the business. So I shut everything else down. Home Improvement Network shut it down. Our four method LLC shut it down. And then we went all in on Blue Pages Pro um, and just started growing it. So it's very simple. Our philosophy is to build custom landing pages that are designed to connect, convert, and close. And then we have really cool technology partners 
like, for instance, financing API. We built that into it so you can get approved to 100,000 hours in 15 seconds right from one page. Um, company cam showcase galleries, show, tell, and sell. Um, project map it, show all the jobs in area, show, tell, and sell. Um, pro reviews, drives all of your four and five star reviews onto one page so you know customers can see that. Roofal, roofer, schedule engine, right? So we've partnered up with all these really cool technology partners and we keep them focused. And I say, keep them. We keep consumers and prospects focused, able to do and work on one page with a contractor. So connect, convert and close all from one page. So we build custom landing pages and then we've got really cool um, traffic packages to help them drive traffic back to it. Nice. Now, one of the, the, the neat things about the blue pages is that we don't charge for leads. So we're not a lead aggregator. I don't, I don't run ads and, and try to, you know, put the organic directory out there and in all these different areas, like you guys run ads like that. We don't do that. That's not my forte. My forte is to help the contractors drive traffic to it through bundles, right? Like we partnered up with like lead scout. They've got a really cool technology platform. You know, David Carroll over dope marketing, right? Yeah. We've got the postcards and we've got our QR custom QR code with analytics that tracks it. And then we've got this other thing called everywhere, small business. And then even folks like you that have, you know, some of your people that are on there to drive traffic back. So yeah, man, blue pages is, is taken off and we've built um, this thing called the blue pages hub where we've built an educational platform within the app. So we've got consultants in there that are having education downloads, all my live trainings are in there, podcasts. So it's not just a, an app, a custom landing page. It's actually a whole community within the app to help contractors learn more and all that stuff. So we built a whole community within the app and it's just a really unique, it's been a really unique kind of fun project. And it's truly a blue ocean strategy because we don't really have anybody else out there doing what we're doing. So yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that. I'm sure it's always evolving and growing and you're building, but it sounds very complete. Yeah, awesome. It is. It's cool, man. I'd love to love to take you through a demo of it. We're launching the uh, we're launching the hub next month. It's going to go live, and um, we're real excited about it. I'd love to actually. I'd love to have you in there as an instructor. Just um, yell at people. Through, yeah, man. Blue that. Pages University. You come in there and yell at people for a half an hour and. Tell them how to do something, man. I'll put you in the Blue Pages universe. Yeah, bro. that'd be awesome. We can do that for sure. Love to have you. Love to have you there. Yelling at people. I love it. <laughs> like yelling at people. Now I've always said, um, do you know Sabi, Sabri Subi? Yeah, yeah. From King Kong? Yeah. So I I fell in love with this fucking fell in love with this guy. Like three years ago, I've got his book, Sell More. I don't Sell know. That red like book. Crazy. Yeah. Sell like crazy. So and here's the thing. I'll buy anything from somebody from Australia. I'll buy anything from anyone that has the Australian accent. <laughs> I'm thinking of what I could sell you. <laughs> I'm Scottish, but I wasn't blessed with a Scottish accent. And I'm so, so pissed. Even my wife, she's like, it's sexy. Why don't you talk like that? I said, because I'd be lying. <laughs> but man, I really wish I had an accent because I believe that you guys can sell anything to anybody just simply because they're like this. <laughs> Like they just listen to you. You could yell at people and people are like, okay, I'll give you more money <laughs> because of the accent. The accent's fantastic. So <laughs> I think that us Americans have a little bit of a disadvantage against you guys from Australia because of your accent. I'm not going to lie. It kind of plays out the same for an American in Australia. Um, yeah. Maybe not quite as much. 
But yeah, well, maybe I need to build the blue pages over there. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. You speak to how many contractors would you speak to a week? Like they just hit you up and over a hundred. And I know that because I keep data. Yeah. So would there be a few common struggles that they like? I know they come into you for finance, but what's their real problem? I want to dig into that a little bit. Well, people reach out to me very specifically about finance. Yeah. That's, I mean, and it's because I'm, I'm so dialed in with my niche and what I do. It's always financing. But there's two, there's two specific sides to that. Yeah. So there's make market and there's what we call the take market. So when a contractor's calling me, they're either coming from the make market, whereas I need to offer financing. I've never done it. I don't know what to do. They're greenhorns. Yeah. And we got to take them from, from here to there and we got to love them and coddle them and give them great service forever. And they're going to, they're going to stick with us and stay sticky to us forever because we're going to teach them financing, teach their salespeople how to do it, set up their mobile app, set up their portal. They're going to love us forever because we're going to exponentially help their business and their PL, PL. Okay. That's your make market. The other conversations that I have is what we call the take market. Those contractors are calling me saying, Hey, I'm with XYZ lender and they're about to go belly up. We're nervous because our whole portfolio is over there. Mm. What can you do to help you know to help us out? Currently, we're using this program, this program, and this program. And how much are you guys charging for it? And what's the process? Yeah. So those are the two conversations that I have all week long. Now, of course, with the software thing, I'm having the conversations on, you know, what can Blue Pages do to help my business grow that time? So that's a lot of conversations there too. But on the financing side of the world, make market and take market. Gotcha. Make market, I love that because I love educating and consulting and growing someone's business because I love watching them go just like you, man. Someone hires you and boom, I like they're they take off and you're like, I did that. Yeah. Like you were part of the growth. Uh-huh. And they'll always remember you and love you and, and, and you you're building that relationship because you're really now you're an integral part of their business. I love that shit. Whereas, listen, let's be honest, man. The, the take market stuff, I'm only good to them for as long as I'm good to them before they bounce off of me and maybe go to a different lender. Yeah. Really? I mean, if I haven't helped them build their business, but I'm giving them a great program, maybe we develop a good fiduciary and a good relationship. And sure. They stick with me for a long time like a lot of contractors do. But dude, maybe they just bounce off of me in a year and a half and go somewhere else. Yeah. I like the make market calls. Yeah. A lot of my... A lot of my cohorts don't because it takes a lot of work yeah. to teach somebody the business from the ground up. A lot of work. I love that you shared that. That was that was where I was going with that. I wanted to know, like, someone comes to you, they don't really have much sales experience. They, you know, they get set up or they've got financing. They've got they've got financing, but they've never been able to sell it. I wanted to know what sort of options you had to help people because it's it's one thing to have it, and it's one thing to be successful with it. I've got so many training courses that I've built. Um, on that. And actually, they're all going to be in the Blue Pages University for free on specifically like what happens when a sales guy shows up? Where do they put the laminate down on the table? And why do they set it? Why do they set it offset on the table before they get up on the roof and in the attic or go look at the air conditioner? Like, why would they do that? And it's this specific, Matt, because when he's up on the roof and the homeowners are at the table, they're going to go over to the kitchen table and look at the laminate that says, ABC roofing in the middle, logo, nice, looks good. It's laminated so they don't write on it. The kids don't take the crayons out. It's going to say 12 months, same as cash, 100% financing, 
low monthly payment options. Beautiful. And when he comes off the roof and he goes to the house, the thing's going to be turned because Mrs. Smith and Mr. Smith thought they were being sly by reading what he left on the table. Mm. However, he left it there on purpose because he's planting a soft seed, I call I it. I love that. The soft seed is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, we're not even talking about financing or the contract right now. I'm doing an inspection. When he comes back down, he says, okay, we, we found the problem. You're screwed. <laughs> and they sit down at the table. They've got their coffee. And they go, <laughs> so we see that you got some finance promotions at your company. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no problem. You know, we've got 12 months, same as cash and some really low monthly payment options with no prepayment penalty if, if you so choose. Great. What are we looking at here? Well, 18 months, same as cash. Or would $132 per month be better for you guys? That's it. You don't have to be a banker to do this. Yeah. You just have to be a conversationalist and a consultant at the point of sale to let them know that you're on their side. Yeah, absolutely. The roofer, the contractor's on the on the consumer side. I'm here to help you. Let's see if we can get this loan freaking approved. Well, we've got shitty credit. Who cares? Let's let's apply anyway. Why? Well, because they'll take a non-owner-occupying owner co-borrower. Do you have any relatives? Do you have any friends? Right? Because don't stop. Get it. Get it. Yeah. There's always options. You know what I mean? Like, well, Chris, I want to run a soft pull to see if they're pre-approved. What? <laughs> I, I want 12 wives and $5 billion in the bank, but I ain't going to get that, dude. <laughs> like, put the application. I'm like, God, my wife's in the other room. I hope she's not going to do this podcast. Put the application in the system. Now they're a serious buyer. If they get approved, easy sign, shake hands, pull permit, install, get paid. Done, right? They don't get approved. They were a serious buyer that said yes to you. Yeah. Get a co-borrower and fight like till to death to get them money somewhere. Yeah. Even if it's a partial approval, like you couldn't get them 20 grand, but you can get them 15. Yeah. It was now let's go find that other five grand. Because the contract the consumers know that the contract is fighting on behalf with them to get the fucking job done. Here's what else it does. If you as a contractor go through my finance training program in class. I'm going to teach you all the shit, and then you're going to ruin it if that customer says no. Here's what I mean. If you've done all the proper steps, your 10 or 12-step program to sales, if you presented financing, affordable, and payment options, and you've educated them on financing and how it works, and you don't get the job, and you leave, and the next sucker that comes in tries to get the job that doesn't do what you did, the 12-step program, the booties on, the booties off, the laminate, the, hey, let's get you some financing. Let's get you this and that. He doesn't present that shit. That's a rehash. Yeah. You might get that job back because you educated and you cared and you were fighting for them to get the job done. And the next schmuck that comes in that doesn't offer financing, do all the proper steps and the systems and the processes to help them win is probably not going to get the fucking job and you might get the call back. Absolutely. You got to follow the system. You should even have Luann from the office be calling following up as quality assurance, just checking on their experience, seeing how they were going and how many more sales would that turn into if that was part of your process? Mr. Mr. Mrs. Smith, thank you so much for having me. Listen, part of my job is to earn a five-star review from you. And how I'm going to do that today is this. I'm going to do a proper inspection. I'm going to give you an honest and fair price. I'm going to offer you affordability payment options. I'm going to educate you on those financing options that might be available to you. But at the end of this, my job is to earn a five-star review from the beginning to the end to the installation. I'm your guy. I, love I want you to tell everybody at church, work, in the neighborhood that we're the company that trusts. We're the one that brought the value to. I'm going to help you. 
And if I, I don't hit that and I haven't received that five-star review, then I'm not the guy you should hire. And that's that. the approach that should be taken every single freaking time, yeah. whether you win, lose, or draw. And then, of course, they follow the R4 method, whether they win, lose, or draw thereafter. They'll always have referral business and repeatable business down the road. Yeah. 100%. Love that. That's something everyone should be doing. Any business, any sales. I miss it sometimes. Yeah. I sit here and preach. I preach like that. I miss it Same. because yeah. I don't have all the systems and the processes set up because I'm scaled out too much right now. However, I do know that when I have that focus and I am doing that one great thing that I'm going to be doing someday, I already know what the systems and the process are going to be. So I can sit here and preach it. Am I doing it every time? Absolutely not. Do I know when I failed a client? Absolutely. Do you know when I know? When they don't renew. Yeah. And it gets me in my gut. And I call my partner. I go, I failed us. And he goes, why? I said, because I didn't educate them enough. I didn't stay sticky to them. I didn't give them enough education. I didn't call them enough throughout the year. I didn't set up the expectations properly in the beginning of the year to let them know how the blue page is going to help them connect, convert, close more people. I failed them. But it's okay because I can learn from it and go on. That's right. Because it's just part of business. But I ain't fucking perfect. But I can sit up here and tell everybody how to be perfect. And it's 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 never about being perfect. No one can be, but yeah. it's about that effort and recognizing it so that you can repeat it and do it again. It's funny though, people cancel for wild and wonderful reasons. We've had guys cancel who've done twenty and thirty million dollars a year from the ads. They're over in Mexico having fun. Hashtag invite me with you. But it, there's so many different reasons other than what we think it is. But all we can do is our best and put intentional effort behind it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, because it makes us better for the next client too, man. But dude, how many people like aren't even thinking the way that you and I are thinking? That's right. Like I don't get a, a client that renews for the whopping, I don't know, whatever it is, 397 a year. And I don't even know. So they get not even a number. I start thinking immediately like, damn, where did I fail them? Did I not reach out enough? Didn't I bring the value? Did I explain how the digital business card works properly? Like I start going through this in my head. And I call my partner. I'm like, we got to do more. We got to do more. We got to do more. But that's that's the greatest thing about business is having the ability to self-realize I screwed up. Yeah. But it's good because now you can go back and fix that shit and put it in, make the check boxes, man, and make sure that you're doing it for the rest of the client. So I like it. I like losing sometimes because it reminds me um, that I, I got to go out there, fix shit and make shit better. I think we've given some real game there. What's um... Yeah, man. Just in an effort to do my job better. What's a question I should have asked but didn't? In this podcast, I think you did a pretty good job. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's one question. You did ask me how many contractors I talked to. So question that you maybe you didn't ask that maybe you could have asked is, how do I do that? Yeah, that's a great question. If I'm talking to a dude, I'm, I've, I've got a running list right here. How do I keep track of the people that I talk to? Very simple. Because it's in two different operating systems and two different operating worlds and then two different cell phones and multiple emails, I've made one Google spreadsheet and it's old school, but it works because it's my damn system. Yeah. I keep the date, the name. If I've got their Facebook business, their Facebook name, who referred them, where they came from, was it Beacon, ABC, Matt, a different consultant, telephone number, and a note section. Perfect. Now now I take that and I automatically dump that in my CRM and then I can nurture and educate them for the rest of my life until they buy or die. Now, 
what do I wish I would have done as a younger man? And I told my nephews this when they were in college. I wish that I would have kept an Excel from way back in the day before Excels existed of all the key contacts that I've met in life. Yeah. Now I'm 53. So if there's anybody watching this that are 20 or 21, I hope you are. Get yourself an Excel. Do it exactly what I just said. When you meet somebody that you think might be important in your life or you work for them, keep a running database of all those people that you meet, no matter where they are in life. Just keep it on your computer. Always update it. Keep it on a cloud so you never lose it. And at all the different places that I've worked, I wish I could call back to Maximo that I worked with and, and see where he is today. Yeah. And there's something I can do to help him or something you can do to help me. I wish I would have kept a running database of all the places that I've worked through all the years, all the great um, teachers and consultants that I've met and all the trade shows that I've been. I wish I kept better data. Yeah. I wish I kept better data, but I'm doing it now and I do it religiously. And because I do it religiously, it, my life is its so much better because I can open that thing up monthly now and go, holy cow, 394 organic leads since January. Like that's a lot of business to do. Yeah. So that's keep awesome. an Excel spreadsheet of the people that you meet and um, lean in on that. Keep it forever. Yeah. It would amaze most people if they imagine if you had that what contacts would be in there and where they were 10 years ago to where they are now I, we, we see it we see you know someone started out as a rep and then they've they've turned they've built a big business or um maybe they're looking for a new opportunity that that you could end up recruiting them for you just never know yeah. and you'll never 100%. know if you don't have the data data is so important i remember ryan said that a long time ago man die diamonds are in the data Data is more valuable than cocaine. That's where I keep it. It is. <laughs> There's a new movie out called Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Have <laughs> you not seen it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh my god, dude! You I know go of Google it. That's yeah, yeah. The movie so a bear does cocaine. Like, have, has Hollywood lost its mind? It has nothing else to freaking talk about. I think it's based on a true story. Oh, I love you, man. Well, my man, we've we've been chewing the fat and and sharing the good deets. Um, before we wrap up, where can people find you? I think the best way is on the old Facebook there. It's just Chris Scoville. If you can't find me, then probably ain't worth fucking connecting with. Yeah. Or, or Christopher Scoville.com, my full legal name, Christopher Scoville.com. I've got a little landing page. You can connect with me there. It's super easy to get a hold of me. Guess what? I actually pick up my phone and when people call. You answer the damn leads. I answer the damn leads. And I've got a team over in the Philippines that does a lot of stuff for me, but I answer my phone call. Nice. Yeah, man. Any final thoughts, final words? I just appreciate you having me, brother. It's, I've known you for years. We've been, you know, referring back and forth. It's just, it's so great to see the success in your beautiful family over there on the paddock. Anything that I can do to help your your community out, I'm here. I, I'm giving you my services. You have me. I'm yours. I appreciate you having me on your show today, brother. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, I'd love to help any way I can with your community. It's all about giving value. It always comes back in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Cool. Mr. Scoville, you've been fantastic. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Bye for now. Thank you, Matt.